Hello, we had a week off, we wanted to mourn the death of the Queen, and that's fine. If you didn't, that's also fine. R.I.P. man. Anyhow, we're back with a special episode featuring Charlotte from Rochdale's Her Game 2 and Richard O'Donnell, the Rochdale goalkeeper and officially the first ever professional footballer to become a Her Game 2 advocate. What a wild and depressing thing that is. It's 2022 and the first professional footballer has just come out to advocate. We need to do more. It's the lower league look. 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 clapping and we're clapping we're applauding grant we are gonna have to one day get a lot more professional at this because we are the most unprofessional podcasters you will ever meet in your life 100 percent. i mean if it's not evident by our intro then yeah. coming in with linda a clap is linda by the way makes it a little bit obvious um linda, I I found, only found out today she's called linda we've only had her for what nine months yeah we have a we, i don't know if you if you've never listened guys we have like a a text to speak woman who does the intro um and we only found out today that she's called linda so we've we've got big up linda and we've realized today we're probably gonna have to get rid of her if we want to go professional i don't know why i turned grant and introduced my door i went introducing like fredo fredo up here uh for anyone who hasn't noticed this podcast just got a lot better looking. I'm I'm now happy to say that I don't have to be the only one that brings pure sex appeal to this podcast. Um, it's been like that. Look, Grant, don't you know? <laughs> Grant, this time got a denial. <laughs> no, um, but we are joined by, as you can see by the logos all over the place here, we have Richard O'Donnell, current goalkeeper for Rochdale, which is incredible. I, I think. Forget there for a second. Well, I wasn't going to forget, but I second guess everything that I say I mean, as I'm saying it. The clues, the clues there. Yeah, but that don't mean nothing because I could have got that wrong as well. That wrong. Um, and then we've got Charlotte as well. And Charlotte's here from Her Game 2. And Charlotte is the Rochdale representative for Her Game 2. Have I got that right? Yeah, the ambassador. Club ambassador. Oh, the, um, the, um, the club ambassador. That sounds better than representative. <laughs> sounds more it? professional. Sounds, <laughs> sounds a lot better than, yeah. And then if you look here in the corner, we've got my cat. It was a bit, of, a bit of a dick, I won't lie. Um, but we're here. Guys, thank you for joining us. It's a, a wonderful Wednesday evening. It's raining, but we're here and we're here for a special episode because we're going to talk about her game too. We're going to talk about Richard's career. We're going to talk about absolutely everything that we can and we're going to milk this for all that we can, Grant. Say hello to the sponsors, Grant, because they're watching, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hi, sponsors. Hi, Preston. Hi, Wagney. Hi, Do you know what you were going to say when it get, like when... You were saying it's got a lot better looking again. I thought you were saying because we'd now got rid of Russell and I'd come back after my week's paternity leave. No, no, no. not at all. No, Russell was the, the better Southern English Grant. Um, yeah, but guys, for you guys who don't know, Grant had a, a baby two, two, not two weeks yet, or is it two weeks? It's just gone two weeks, almost, isn't it? Almost two weeks. Almost, almost two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, he didn't. Congratulations, have a baby man. Himself. Cheers, man. Congratulations. Thank you. So he now has a little boy who I have been told specifically and explicitly I'm not allowed to call Alfred. No, I even I get in Alfred. trouble for that. Yeah, because his name is Alfie. Um, but yeah, so let's just jump straight in. I'm, I'm going to go straight into the Her Game 2 stuff because, guys, it is 25 to 7 on Wednesday the date. 
Seven. Seven. <laughs> Seven. Um, we're 25 minutes away from what I believe to be some news that you guys might want to share. Charlotte, introduce yourself and tell us about that news. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm Charlotte and I'm Rochdale Club Ambassador for the campaign Her Game 2, which is a campaign where we just want equal opportunities. We want people to realise that women can like football, we can have an opinion on the game. Um, yeah, just equal opportunities, really. And obviously, I've been doing some work behind the scenes at the club. It's our dedicated fixture against Salford this weekend. And Richard's kindly become not only the first the first player advocate for Rochdale. It's a bit of a t- sorry, it's a bit of a tongue twister, but the first ever her game two player advocate, which I think is amazing. And thank you so much for becoming that. Have a round of applause on that. <laughs> Pleasure. I, I, I have to me. say, yeah. No, mate, thanks for coming on. We we didn't when we asked you to come on. We didn't know this. We only found this like. Me and Grant only found this out t- today, so it's this was a total coincidence because we're like, it really worked out oh, well for us. <laughs> it all happened in the 606, didn't it? We were chatting away yeah. with Charlotte, then we're like, You went, Oh, it's the it's our um, our game two fixture this weekend. You've got um, a name drop, you've got a name drop the campaign, yeah. <laughs> and then we were like, Oh, tell us about it. He was like, Oh, no, don't talk too much about it because we'll talk about it in a big her game two podcast. And then we went, Do you know what? Why don't you come on this weekend and I'll ask Richard O'Donnell? And then it all just happened. Here and then we found out, oh, let's happen. Yeah. Here he is. It was it was a bit it was one of those situations where you're kind of like a, a code word in my house, Richard, because it was kind of like this. And I went, I'll get Richard O'Donnell. And my missus went, You what? You're <laughs> <laughs> getting who now? <laughs> yeah. Um it's all right, Richard, she's pregnant, so yeah, I've I've made I've laid claim. Um so <laughs> um but no honestly guys it's it's can you explain to me what what when when it's a dedicated fixture, what does that mean? Like what is is it the club obviously doing just a lot more awareness around the, the whole branding of things and Yeah, well what we try to do as part of her game too and as part as a a part as I can't even speak, as part of a partnership with the club when obviously they're pledging their support to the campaign. What they do, it's part of like, not a contract, but it's it's part of like teaming up to obviously pledge their support to the campaign, but also throughout the season, obviously raise awareness by, it could be something so much as just a sponsor, you know, at the ground, so people are aware it could be like something in the programme, just trying to get the word out there. Um We've got posters up at Rochdale as well to raise awareness with a QR code where if anyone obviously experienced it or if anyone around there experienced it, they could obviously know who to contact, know that we're kind of taking it seriously. But the actual fixture itself, it's just something what it tends to only happen once a season, but um, it's just showing your support to the campaign. Obviously, us at the football club have a bit of a lead up um, so we'll do things in the media, on the social media, website and stuff throughout the week. Try and get, um, obviously, the players involved, which it's been amazing this season. Um, yeah, just kind of raising awareness. So actually on Saturday, um, the player warm-ups, they'll have T-shirts on. There's a lot going on at the ground. We've invited um, female grassroots teams, what I think is brilliant. Last mm-hmm. year it was... I think it was secondary schools we kind of aim for because 
we did a survey and they're kind of the ones we, we, we are missing. There's not many like females around high school age that do go watching. So they've kind of done a different initiative this time, which I think is brilliant because obviously me being a Rochdale fan as well, I started going with my dad and I was obviously a young age. And once I was there, that was me. <laughs> Here I am now obviously speaking about it. But yeah, it's just pledging support to the campaign, obviously home and away supporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots going on. Got a lot going on. Nice. And for you, Richard, like... Obviously, I saw at your time at Bradford, your your what you are married. It's your wife, isn't it? You are married. I'm getting that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always, I always make sure. <laughs> I always make sure because I thought Jamie Walker was married at one point and called her his wife, and they weren't married. So I got to check. Um, and you've also got a daughter now. That you, you've got a little boy as well. But from the, the the female side of things, your daughter's heavily involved. Like she loves to go and watch the games. And I think that for me was when I when Charlotte mentioned, she didn't even originally tell me the name of the player. She just said, oh, we've got an announcement today and we're going to be announcing about a partnership with a player. And I just went, yeah, it's quite, I know who that's going to be. <laughs> um, and is that what it's about for you? Is it sort of being able to, I suppose in a way, make it a better place for people like your daughter as they grow up to, to attend? Because I'll be honest, it's until I heard about her game too, I didn't, I suppose it's ignorance. Um, like I didn't really think much about it, but I'm not in that position, you know. I've not, and, and that's what's hard about it. Yeah, I mean, for me, exactly what you said there. Obviously, my daughter's growing up, and I'd like to think that growing up, when she gets to an age, or whatever age that may be, I'd like to think that she's got equal opportunities and whatever she wants to do. Um, so that's a big part of it for me. And obviously, seeing the work Charlotte and the other, the other, uh, the other women are doing uh, through the club and. Um, and through her game too as well. How could you not want to get involved in something like that? Where you, again, you're creating equal opportunities for people, uh, raising awareness of you know abuse and everything else, and you know coming off the back of like the England Euros um, in the summer. Sorry, you know, I think it deserves every sort of all the help it can get in terms of publicity, everything like that. So for me to be the, the first advocate of a football team and of Rochdale, it's a, it's an honour, to be honest. Did that shock you? Because I, I don't know about you either, Grant, but, but when, when Charlotte said you were the first, not just at Rochdale, but the first professional footballer advocate, like I didn't expect that. I really didn't expect that. So was it a shock for you, all three of you really, as much as it was for me? It was for me, yeah, if I'm being honest, yeah. Sorry, go on, Grant. No, on you go, mate. On you go. No, as I say, yeah, for me, it is. Um, like I say, when you see the the work that people are doing behind the scenes, and obviously I've I've got to know that more and more over the last few days about what Charlotte and the club are doing. Um, as I've just said there, how could you not want to be involved and, and help out something like this where you can? Um, yeah. So, I mean, my only hope with it is that I'm not the last, and I hope that a lot more come out and, yeah. and do that as well. And, and I think that's what it takes. I think it, it just takes that first sort of piece to fall into place, doesn't it? And then you you'll, you will see it. Um, I, I have a question, sort of, it's not just for Charlotte, but around like the Her Game 2 movement now and, and everything you're trying to do. Since you guys, it's going to sound weird, but since you guys started doing this, do you feel that it's actually got more difficult 
because obviously you're moving forward, but I feel like now that it's been highlighted, obviously you're trying to say, look, we want this, we want this equality. It's bringing out in some cases the worst in people, and there's there's people pushing back more than they were before when when they weren't really doing. It. And obviously, do you feel like it? Kind of, it's one of them things where you've kind of got to go a little bit backwards in the fight to get them push forwards and get where you really need to be. Is that how it's been? Would you say? Yeah, one hundred percent. And for me, as an individual, as a female who goes watching football and watching her club, I can hold my hands up now and say I have never been targeted at a game, and. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be at Rochdale, whether it be an away game, I've never been targeted there. It's always been on social media. And I just yeah. feel like people on social media anyway think that they they can somehow try and attack and troll people for starters anyway. But I think it's been worse, obviously, after COVID. I think people just think we're entitled now to say mm-hmm. anything they want and just... I'm trying to watch my language. <laughs> okay. yeah. You don't need to watch your language on here. Don't you worry. Yeah, um, being... I, I get what you're saying though, because I've I've had those conversations with within my club that since COVID, there seems to yeah. be people seem to be a lot angrier. Yeah, and not just at football, just in general, people seem to be a lot angrier in life about that whole situation of being locked up and essentially being locked up and stuck in your own home. It has made people angrier, um, but do you know what? I think as long as there's people like yourself and Richard who are willing to advocate and and be there and and spread the word, you can, you're not really going to lose. You can't. It's going to get quieter yeah, and quieter from that other side. So it's, it's I like only, it. You see, it's not only that it happens online. You've seen instances on the pitch and on screen that it happens. Mm. Obviously, Graham Soonis came out with his comment going, "It's a man's game," and then yeah. you've had. Mark, Mark Cooper doing what he done, um, yeah, to a female official, which is just—it's it's not right. Why someone would do it? But you, you see it everywhere. You see it on every club's posts. Bradford posted out the um, the Pride Month um, and changed the the badge, and in the background, it had obviously all the, the colours for the flags, and the comments are just. It's not good. And do you know what? It's getting less and less. But what I'm happy to see, or what I can say is, I'm seeing more and more people speak up. Yeah, 100%. And I've noticed as well, like, with me on social media, um, you do get setbacks, don't get me wrong. Like, obviously, there's a lot of people who do agree with you, but you obviously got to get the minority who they disagree or they don't actually sit down and see the bigger picture, <laughs> which is so mm. frustrating. But um, with me in particular, if anybody now ever ever has something negative to say on mine, I've noticed a lot of people, whether they're female or male, do stick up for you and you do have them allies now, which I just find amazing. It obviously, it shouldn't be the case, but I do find there's a lot more people out there who will think, no, that's not right, and they will actually have their say, which is obviously brilliant. And as a player, Richard, you guys get, a lot of stick on social media. Do you think? Do you think that that's got worse since COVID? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say while you're talking about it. I think obviously it's not an excuse for people to do it, but people were locked in the rooms watching the games on iFollow, not having that voice at the game, and they felt like the only way they can express that is online. Mm-hmm. And again, that's not an excuse for people to do that. Um, but it definitely did get worse during COVID. Um, yeah. Again, that's the only way they could feel that they could vent their frustrations or 
obviously at times joy of what what they're watching. Um, it did, and again, it's it has happened before that, and it carries on after that. Um, yeah. But it definitely probably the worst, not, it, well not. Do you know the worst thing about it? Obviously, if you get targeted, Richard, you've got you've got a family. And your family will read all these comments that people have put up on social media. They'll be there to see them, and they'll yeah. read them. And it doesn't just affect you; it affects them as well. Mm. It's, it's, it's not yeah, just I mean, online, though, Grant. There, it's, it's in the crowd oh, as well. It's in the crowd, in the yeah. Crowd. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, like, where if I'm going, to, if I'm looking, I'm going back to Hartlepool. You'll find that their chief execs had to completely, or the COOs had to completely come off social media because the abuse mm. that he's been getting off people. I'm, it's mad. It's, it's horrible to see. Yeah, 100%. I mean, my my dad's probably the worst for it. He sort of reads everything and looks into it. So when there's not a lot, when when things aren't as positive as, as you'd like, it's uh, obviously he reads all that. He doesn't tell me, uh, but he'll read it. My wife will probably read it. Obviously, my kids won't read it because they're not, not on social media and stuff, but yeah, I mean, as, as a footballer and how you deal with that, some people deal with it differently. For me, it's it's water off a duck's back. I just get on with it because if you want your opinion, have your opinion. Yeah, nothing changes for me. I go into work every day. Give me, give me, give my all. I go to a Saturday. I give my all. If that's not good enough, someone that's not good enough, someone. Um, yeah, and I won't have any sleepless nights of anyone giving me any abuse. Yeah, we 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 are constantly like we're not even professional footballers, but we are taking the abuse that you guys take. Like we we're constantly on social media fighting to the point where like we've had our sponsors message us going, guys, you are really fighting tonight. Like, yeah, we are. Yeah, because you know what we 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 believe that what we're saying is right, and you know I, I think that you've you've got to call these things out sometimes, and I think the more people that do especially when you get that wider audience, like we're growing and we're getting a wider audience that are watching and what we do and what we say. So why would we not use that and, and use that platform to basically tell people to just grow up? Um, it's, the, funniest, it's the funniest thing about it as well, though, it's never someone actually behind their own account. It's always got mm -hmm. like a picture of Cristiano Ronaldo or a little Messi as a profile picture. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. think if, yeah. you, if you're going to troll someone online, at least have the balls to come and do it as yourself. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, was it someone? Gave, someone started saying that um, our Twitter account was a faceless account. Yeah, and it's you know you're hiding behind the logo, and we went go into our bio. Like our actual Twitter yeah. handles of us are in the bio. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I have literally on one of these we called out. Um, it was to do with Scunthorpe. We called out for, for, about Scunthorpe and we, we expected to get sued because that was what was happening at the time. So on, I think on one of these episodes, I gave my name and address. Like we're not, we're, if, if we're going to say it, you, you back it up. And that's the, that's the difference. The people that are calling it out are willing to, to yeah. sort of say, do you know what? This is me and I'm going to argue this, but the people that are being, they know they're being underhand. They know that it's not right what they're doing. Cause that's why they hide. What can you do? Yeah, you've got to just fight. I mean, the thing is, the people that the, the people that do these things, and they're not people's opinions that you want to hear. They're obviously not good people. They're not people that you value. So, yeah. the only people I value is my family, and then obviously in football, my teammates, my manager, and my coaches. If they've got an yeah. opinion, I listen to that. People who come on and abuse you online, they're not the sort of people that you want to listen to anyway. So whether even a lot of listen, a lot of times you're coming in, you get nice messages and this, that, and the other. But again, 
the next message might be it might be an abuse. You could be you could be the most loved player at a club, and you'll still mm-hmm. have someone that hits you. So yeah. it, it, again, for me, it depends on what you want to listen to, who you want to listen to. Social media is a great platform for people. Obviously, for myself now, obviously, I can promote her game too and, and what the club are doing. That's brilliant. Um, but like I said, at times it, it's not a nice place to be. But for me, I I wouldn't listen to what sort of people say unless it's yeah no I, I agree well you mentioned there your teammates and 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 things on the pitch we'll, we'll come on to this now we're going to talk about Rochdale because we've got obviously Charlotte you, you're there as a fan you've witnessed more than what we've witnessed of Rochdale Richard you're playing in the games one thing that I'll say is that and this isn't me just blowing smoke this is a legitimate thing that I've seen even though it's not gone great so far and it's, you've not got where you want to be nearly every single game the replies to your social media are always that you were the best person on the pitch which obviously you're going to get some that are always going to blow smoke and and that but to see it on such a a wide range and that there's very few negative comments at the minute shows that you are giving 100 percent, and people can see that but what's for you so far was seven seven games in so we're still very early but season so far it's been a very rocky one for the club hasn't it yeah it has it has um obviously we lost the manager after four games which um it's never nice especially someone like robbie and, and jimmy as assistant who are really good people uh they would give their all for you as an individual um so when someone leaves a club who genuinely care about the players and and what's going on it, it it's a tough one to take and you feel responsible um so obviously that wasn't a nice thing to happen. And then we had to quickly change our sort of mindset and get behind Jimmy uh, McLeary. It was fantastic with us, to be fair. He was he always knew he was going to come back as a player. Um, so he probably didn't get full reign of what he would have, what he would like to have done, putting his stamp on things because at the end of the day, he's going to have to come back in our dressing room. So um, the, the way he went about it was incredible. And I'm actually... Well, sounding condescending, I'm proud of him um, yeah. because he was, he was amazing. Um, and I'm disappointed we didn't get a win for him because he deserved it. Um, and obviously, I'm disappointed we didn't get a win for the, for the previous manager as well. Uh, but obviously, now the, the new manager's come in, Jim Bentley. And again, he's been a breath of fresh air, to be fair. I think, obviously, the first two games we've had, we scored six goals. Um, seems to be playing a lot more freely, attacking creating scoring chances which is uh which was probably a, a big issue from earlier on in the season so from a, from a player's point of view obviously we're just looking forward now obviously another big game on saturday and then to be fair obviously we've got to now now we've got a tough tough run of three games um salford orient and northampton so we just got to uh, take it game by game and uh hopefully that's a horrible saturday, run isn't it? that's a horrible <laughs> yeah, horrible run it, 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 <laughs> Do you know what it is? But sometimes, you know, your teams get a response when you're playing against, yeah. you know, what you, what you call tougher opposition. And, and that's exactly what we're looking for. We're on, like I say, in terms of form and how we're actually playing in the last two games with the gaffer, um, you know, we're feeling good about ourselves. Obviously, although we haven't got the result, uh, we didn't get the result we wanted on Saturday in particular. Obviously, Tuesday was the, the Papa John's game. But Tuesday, on Saturday, we, we played well um, and I felt we deserved to win. So we're just taking that performance into the weekend. Has the formation changed massively helped, do you think? Um, yeah, 
Yes and oh yes and no. Um, I mean, obviously, players are probably more uh, knowledge not knowledgeable, but more used to playing in a back four. Um, obviously, it's allowed us to get a few more attacking players in with with wingers or strikers, whatever you want to call them, um, which has obviously changed our output on goals and chances created. So um, you would have to say it has been helpful. Uh, although saying that. When we play three five two or three five two, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, whichever way you want to call it, um, under Robbie, we had games where we don- dominated and didn't and had chances and didn't score. Um, I would probably say we've had Gillingham away, um, Sweden away, and Stevenage away, where we were very under par. We, we didn't deserve anything out of the game. Other than that, I felt. We deserve something from the games we played, and that's being honest. First game of the season, crew, we lost 2 1. I think we did enough to get something. Uh, again, Gillingham, we didn't. Um, we played Grimsby at home. We could have scored four in the first half. Should have, should have gone in. We ended up losing last, last in injury time 1 0. Um, so we've had a lot of games in there where we've actually deserved something from it, and um, the performance has been good. So, again, just moving on from, from Saturday, again, we felt we deserved more from it. We didn't lose. Uh, but we felt we should have won. So going from that, we need to go on and now put another good good performance in on Saturday. Yeah, it's it's it is a difficult run, but like you say, teams do sort of step up the game when they're coming up against these. Again, it's kind of like you've got nothing to lose. Like people will will write you guys off before the ball is kicked on Saturday. They'll do the same against Leighton Orient. Maybe not so much Northampton. I think out of the three, Northampton are probably there. I don't want to say the weakest, but like Northampton are, are so hard to read in terms of what they do. They either turn up and they're phenomenal or they're kind of the opposite. And whereas the other two, Salford and, and Leighton Orient, are just playing some very, very good football. Um, yeah. for, for you guys then, when you're when you're prepping for the games, you know, when, when you're coming up against, no disrespect, Grant, but like, let's say if you're coming up against currently like someone in Hartlepool's form or someone in Leighton Orient's form, what's different? What do you do differently in the week building up to that? There isn't any difference in what we do in terms of preparing. We we, we look at what their strengths and weaknesses are and where we could hurt them. We work on them in training more Thursday, Friday, building up to the game. But it's, a, it's an old cliche. We, we concentrate on ourselves and what we can do to, to hurt the other team. We don't massively look and think, all right, we're playing Salford, then we're playing Hartlepool. We're taking each team as they are, looking at their strengths, looking at their weaknesses and trying to exploit them. Oh, nice. Well, there you go, Grant. See? <laughs> I was going to ask the impact that Quigley's made since he's came in. It seems as if he's made a huge, huge impact, especially at the weekend, just gone there with his two goals. He's assisted and, to Rodney as and well. And Stockport fans are fuming as well. Stockport fans yeah. were fuming on Saturday. You... And that, inject that right into me, please. <laughs> no, do you know what? Quiggs is, uh, above all else, like, straight away, you can tell he's a great character to have in the building. And that's as important as being a very good player for me. Um, he fits into what we've got because we've got a very good dressing room, a very good group of lads, um, and he fits into it brilliantly. But, I mean, on Saturday, he, he was brilliant. He held the ball up very well. He was good in the air. His feet are very good. He's not just a big lump. He's very good with his feet as well. As well. Um, so, I'm excited to see what else he can do, to be fair. I think we all are. Um, it's mm. just, Like I say, mainly because it, it pisses off Stockport fans. And we have a... <laughs> Richard, you won't know this. We have um, 
we have a WhatsApp group for League Two fans that we're all in. Right. And the loudest ones in there are Stockport. You would think Stockport yeah. were unbeaten top of the league at the minute, which... In the championship. In the champ, yeah. yeah. You'd think that they were knocking <laughs> on the door of Europe right now. It's like earlier today, Thomas Tuchel got sacked by Chelsea and the first comment was, do you think Dave Challoner's going to be... No, I don't think Dave Challoner's going to be mentioned. <laughs> no, he's not. Football um, fans are brilliant, aren't they? <laughs> they are. They are. But the best, you know, the, the West part, Mark Hughes is 66 to 1 for the Chelsea job. Oh. What? Yeah. No, don't worry. It's not happening. It's fine. I've, I've, I've made a call. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, Stockport fans, they just, like, they, without, do you know what? I can say it because I'm a Bradford fan. This season, they've become the new Bradford fan. Like every right. season, it's it's, okay. it's us that are going. And Grant, you know what I'm talking about. It's I know us that exactly are going, what you're talking we're about. We're going. Oh, we're going to HMS piss the league. And don't yeah. get me wrong, we're still doing that, but we're not doing it as loud as them, so we can get away with it this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But do you, do you know it's it's? I love this league. Like genuinely, we watched and um, this this is a great little segue, Grant. You're going to like this. Thomas Tuchel got sacked after three wins in six league games. Mm and then loses a Champions League game. He gets sacked. Yesterday, Hartlepool's chairman, owner, sorry, went on Sky Sports and said, yeah, we've not won this season, but we're, we're still going to get the playoffs. That's that's the contrast in how you can lose three games in the or lose two games in the Premier League and be out, mm-hmm. and you can be in the position that Hartlepool are currently in. The, the, the owner's going, ah, don't bother me, we're still going to do it. Grant, what do you think? I'm going to ask Grant. Grant, you should see Grant's <laughs> message to me. It was incredible. Grant's message to me was awesome. I mean, he's coming out with statements like that, but half the fan base are going, he's deluded. In fact, I'd say more than half the fan base are saying he's deluded and saying you've not provided the budget to push into the playoffs. And the, dare I say it, the quality hasn't been, from what we've seen so far, hasn't been enough to push into the playoffs. We've not had a single win this season. And there's not been the best football being played so far by us. You've um, conceded I, 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 I don't see us hitting the playoffs this season. But he came out and said, before the season started, playoff budget, this is what we're getting. He's continued it again throughout the transfer window, saying, oh, it's a playoff budget. <laughs> and then he's came in again since the window was closed and said to Sky Sports, we should be able to hit the playoffs if, if the squad gels. Um, Richard, how long does it take a squad to gel? Like, realistically, how how long do you, if you're a professional footballer, bear in mind, people were saying about, Grant, you got in an argument with a, a fan last week who, who said that, players that were coming into clubs towards the end of the transfer window haven't had that time. And it's like, there's still professional footballers. These guys, you're not telling me that, like, I don't know. So it was, I don't know, someone who came in at the end of the window, we got loans towards the end. But players that are coming in at the very end, you're not telling me that they're sat at home doing nothing for the summer when they've not got a club. Players are out there training with teams or they're training on their own. They're trying to keep that fitness. Theo Robinson's a perfect example. He's trained with, Burton, he's trained with Mansfield, he's keeping his fitness up. Um, how long do you think it takes a team to, to gel, especially when they make so many changes like Hartlepool this year? I think it just depends on the personalities you're bringing into the into the place, to be fair. Like, 
again, I'll, I'll use Scott Quigley as an example. He's, he's come in and like it's as if he's been part of the squad for for weeks and weeks. Uh, he's not sat in the corner, not talking to anyone. He's involved in everything. He's he's you can hear him. You can you know he's, he's vocal and obviously did what he did at the weekend for us. And uh, I think if you get the right characters in the building, I don't think it's a massive issue. Um, I think you can hide behind it as much as you as you want. You, you can say we signed eight, nine, ten players. But again, for me, if you're bringing in the right type of player, the right players, the right characters, I don't think it's really an issue, if I'm being honest. I think, like you say, you're all professional footballers. You all know you can quickly pick up what strengths and weaknesses people have got. You, you, you know, it's. I think people who sort of say, you know, we need to tie, we need more time to gel, more time to gel. Well, that's what pre-season's for. That's what yeah. that's what you do. You, you're in each other's faces, you know, 24 um, seven, going away on trips as well, and and stuff like this. And yeah, you'll have the odd one coming in late, like you said. But again, if they're the right character, using Quigs as an example again, then it, it's not an issue. Yeah, it's for for me the the issue that I see sort of with with Hartlepool at the moment is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, and Richard, I don't I I am more than happy for you to take a vow of silence on this comment, but I have said since quite early on that Paul Hartley for me is he's a mirror of Derek Adams in terms of the way he's approaching the game, the way that he's approaching his interviews after the game. And I feel like you've got that kind of synergy as what we kind of had last season in terms of how the manager's perceiving things completely different to how the fans are. And I get that the managers see things differently in training. And you see it, Richard, you'll have seen this, people saying, why is this player starting? Why is this player starting? But we don't see what goes on in training. We don't see what that person's doing in the week. Paul Hartley obviously does, but he, he does remind me of a lot of Derek Adams. And I think you're kind of starting to agree with me a little bit there, Grant. I am. Yeah. <laughs> that's look at his, that's his, that's his, <laughs> I am. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not go too much into that. By the way, Richard, right, I'm look, I've been looking at, I've had your Wikipedia up today. Cause I've been like, I need to make sure I'm, I'm right on this. All this oh, stuff why right. didn't I change him? Change like, change it. That's <laughs> on his Wikipedia. Like, I didn't know you played. I didn't know you played in for Madrid in the Champions League. Um, <laughs> number one and sexiest man in the world. That's oh, the that's, that's on there. That's on there. <laughs> um, Richard, first question for you, right? So your your photo on on Wikipedia, O'Donnell oh, with Bradford City in twenty twenty one. Have you lost quite a bit of weight since then? Do you know or what? do you feel you have? Because or is it just you're not? You're the first person to say that like quite recently. Two people said that to me recently. Did I see it at the game? There's someone at a game and the goalie coach said the same thing to me. But no, I, yeah. I've never ever had it. I don't take it. I've never been fat. So... <laughs> me, me, me neither. Neither's grand either. <laughs> nah, I don't uh, so I don't really know. I, 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 my weight's not changed or anything you, like that. I, I, you so. don't look fat. You don't look fat. I, I thought when I came on it, I thought it was Liam Rydell when I, when I first loaded right. it up as it was loading. Yeah. And I was like, Wow. It's just because he's quite a he's quite built into the guy. Yeah, he's, he's yeah, a, yeah. And then yeah, it's just I don't know, it's just something that it sort of came up to me. But 
So let's talk about your career. And Charlotte, jump in, by the way. You can no, we'll talk, talk about Rochdale. Bringing it all in. <laughs> why don't you j- j- ask him why how someone scored a goal? How, how, why didn't you save it? Say that. <laughs> if that's what you want to do. Um, but no, for, for me, like you've you've played for quite a lot of teams. Um, it's I'm going to mention Oldham. And I'm only mentioning yeah. Oldham because... <laughs> Well, no, there's a reason I've got to mention Oldham, and it's purely because of what has happened over the weekend. It's not really football related, but yeah, Grant, we, we've got to kind of mention it. I know it's not our league, but we've got a, we've got a big connection to Oldham. Like we were invited there a few weeks ago. We had dinner with the owner. Um, Grant didn't because he's selfish, lives miles away. Um, <laughs> but Hallam Hope was attacked after the game in the car park on Saturday by allegedly a Chesterfield player. And that's insane, that. Like, the stuff that gets said on the pitch, I hear... Because, Richard, you know what I'm talking about when I say I hear... I'm in a position with what I do that I get to hear a few things that probably the normal average fan doesn't. But I can't imagine what's been said that would lead to something like that. I've I've never known that happen before. It's... No. It's insane, Grant, isn't it? I, I think... <laughs> Especially all them, because the car park's not even near. No, it's not. It's no, not don't even. Do you know what? It's, when I heard about it, I couldn't believe it. Like I say, I, I don't know what could possibly have gone on on the pitch for that mm-hmm. to happen and, and it to boil over to a car park after the game. Um, again, I don't know. I can't go into it. Mass, I don't know the mass of the audience and outs of it probably as much as you two do. Um, but, yeah, just... Bizarre, like if someone said something on the pitch, even if it were really offensive, unless it was like something that you need to report, like it was like that sort of thing. But yeah, I just there's things I've had like behind me in the st- in the stand, and he's laughing. It's just I can't imagine what's possibly been said because it's and that's well, just you, a Bradford. You, I mean, the, <laughs> What's the, what's the worst? Oh, what's the yes, worst thing yes. that's been said to you as a player uh, on the pitch, and you've just kind of went, "What?" So, from fans or from? Uh, yeah, both. I think fans. I think. Play, play, oh, ooh, both. Play, players, players are not really. I don't really hear much of it, if I'm being honest. Um, I couldn't even remember anything that was even remotely interesting from from a player, uh, but fans. Oh, your mum's this, your mum's that. That's the that's the that's the biggest one they love. Your mum's a yeah, you know. It's just it's, it's always your mum, isn't it? Why is it always your mum? It's all yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, yeah. so I I last season was called Jimmy Savile. I was called. Um, I didn't know if to laugh or not. Then I did. I tried not to. No, 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 laugh, laugh because I, I honestly, I'm at that, I'm at that point with what I do where I'm howling inside whilst it's happening. So I've had Jimmy Savile. Weirdly, I had from Hartlepool fans. Can I just point this out? I had a two, three minute rendition of Mason Greenwood. He's under that suit. Which absolutely <laughs> blew me away because obviously he is from Bradford, so I can see where that correlation came from. But football fans are so creative, but they can be the most toxic people on the planet, and it's yeah. this is why things like 
her game too, the, the Pride Month, the support, things. It's why it's needed because without it, I do think that I say we as a football fan, like I think football fans would really get carried away beyond what they do. And we kind of have, you know, we saw in the playoffs, pitch invasions, players being attacked. Um, by the way, speaking of players being attacked, one of which was Harry McCurdy. Richard, what is Harry McCurdy like to play against? And is he as annoying on the field as he sounds? Right. You can see that note because he's no longer in. No, he's at him. <laughs> Unless you're planning to go up north. I don't know the guy. I've been told well, that he's at, genuinely, from lads who play with him, is a really, really nice guy. Which, yeah. again, on the pitch, he doesn't half piss me off. <laughs> and he's ball, worse when he I scores. Say, I say it every time we play, we're about to play him. <clears throat> like, he rolls around like when he's been touched, and he's just—I oh, don't know—he's just got. He always seems to have this like little chip on his shoulder. Well, not little chip, big chip on his shoulder. And yeah. And I say, I'm saying this to people like, again, who people have played with him, and they all tell me he's such a nice kid and that. So he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's part and parcel, isn't it? Like, I, I get that, and I don't know, but I always just think, oh, Jesus Christ. You always hear these stories about players like him who deliberately go out to wind people up or you go mm. back a few years back, you'd have players like Tommy Widrington who'd sharpen a couple of his nails and he'd deliberately dig it into a player. Always just to get... Grant, just that's to get... assault. That's not just... No, wind... that's, that's assault. <laughs> that's not winding Tom... someone up. Go and Tommy, do that Widrington, on out. Tommy Widrington came out and said that on a podcast that he had a sharp nail and he would dig it into a player just to give them that Hmm. I mean, he's not—he's not that type of player, is he? He's not—he's no, not a nasty. He's like say, you're you're on the pitch. Are. He's like I said. I say he pisses me. Like I said, the thing that and it hate, I hate it about any player who does it sort of thing. But like, he'll get tackled or and not get touched and and die. I take diving and this that, and the other, and that's sort of what he's. He's got that reputation for, and he's probably gone against him quite a few times where he might be fouled and doesn't get free kick anymore. And mm-hmm. but like I say, everyone says he's such a nice lad, so it's um, yeah. I'm obviously not going to slate what, how he is as a person, but, like I say, but on the pitch, yeah, it's frustrating when you play <laughs> someone like that. Who's the worst ever in your career? Who do you like you've, that you've been on the field with and you've gone? I hate you as a player, not as a person, but as a player, I hate you. Who do you look back at and go, I hope I never play them again? Um, really and why is it Kevin Ellison? I think I've only ever played against him once or twice, Kevin Ellison, to be fair. He's, um, he's, a, he's a character. I love it. Yeah. I mean, the guy, I was actually talking to our gaffer, new gaffer about him the other day. Um, I can't remember what we're talking about, and he and he came up in conversation, but no, I can't really remember anyone like I played against. I think oh, I hate you. Like, I think I'm just oblivious to all that. Me, this sort of in you're sort of playing, and but I just like I said, the only, the one that springs to mind is the one that you just said because it's obviously more recent and stuff. Like Harry yeah. McCurdy when he, but I can't I can't remember going back in the years and thinking, oh yeah, you were a bit of a spotlight. But <laughs> I, I can with many 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 players over the years. <laughs> Um, even, it's even different as a fan, though, isn't it? Like, when... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, you, uh, like... we, we, we see it differently to how you see it. Mm. 
So, talking about, obviously, I'm going to have to mention Bradford City. You played for us up until this summer and then ended up going on to, to Rochdale. Um, you left in the summer, but we kind of touched on this before we started recording because I wanted to make sure that I had facts right. Otherwise, this was just going to fall flat on its face. Um, last January, Bradford, I think just before January, we brought in Alex Bass um, from mm-hmm. Portsmouth and there was talks in the papers that you were in talks with Hartlepool. Um, I like I immediately ran Grant. I was like, Grant, this is going to be great for you guys, blah, 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 blah. And then anyway, it didn't happen. All of a sudden, Sam Hornby went on loan to Colchester and, and you stayed for the rest of the season. What happened there? Like, was there... Was it ever a serious thing or was it just a a casual conversation that came up once or what what how does it go? No, it was so well it was yeah, it was semi-serious. Um obviously got a call from my agent, said Hartlepool are interested. Uh a few hours pass, he comes back again, says, Right, Hartlepool have got this um for 18 months. Do you fancy it? Um, I said no because, well, a few things. It was it's over two hours from my house, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest with you, the money wasn't right at all. Um, yeah. And I'm not a money oriented person at all, but it was just not to travel that far. And for what it was, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a wasn't something that I was sort of interested in. Um, Obviously, the connection was sort of Lee Turnbull, who was there at the time from Bradford to uh, to Hartlepool. So he, they were sort of saying, "Well, yeah, it's it's this because we're giving you an extra." He was trying to use my age against the the, the wage and the length of contracts, basically. So that doesn't work well, with the goalkeeper, does it? That doesn't work with the goalkeeper because well, you... I, I I would get it if I was thirty three and stiff and couldn't move and could, like yeah. coming like. But I'm not that. I've, I've I could go for years and years yet. Um, you're pulling off saves like we just seen at the weekend there. What a save yes. that was, by the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Right. So yeah, it's, sorry. It's good. How much, sorry, just just on that. How much do you know when you do a save like that? Right. How often do you do you make that save? And then everyone's going nuts around you. Players are obviously patting you on the back. And how often are you in your own head going? Oh, now I did that. Like what? Like I don't don't remember it happening. Do you know like, what? The, the the one with that one is because it obviously I've, I've spread and it's hit my foot and like gone up. So it's I've, obviously I know it's hit my foot, but it's obviously I'm facing the other way. So I turn around and I look up in there, and the balls have seemed to be in the air for for ages. Like time stopped and the balls just going up. And I'm thinking, <laughs> is it going to go in? Is it going to hit the bar? Is it over? And so I'm so I'm there. I'm thinking, go 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 go. And obviously it went over. So. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a bit of a strange one to be fair. I was just just looking up at I it, thinking, it "Please you, go over the bar." I love it when you see a keeper make a save like that, or a defender make like a massive defensive contribution, and you see them going mental like they've scored mm-hmm. a goal. I love it. Yeah, do you know what? I never do that ever. You should. And I don't do. know what made me do. Yeah, I don't know what made me. Do. I, don't, I don't know. It's because like we were one 0 up. They scored probably I don't know five ten minutes before half time, and that save was like just before half time. So if you go, you, you, we've we've played the half and we've played quite well. Uh, so it had been very unfair of us to go into one down, and so because it was so close to that, obviously I thought felt like it was a a big save at a big time sort of thing. So I don't know. I never normally do that. So it's a bit um, 
I love yeah, seeing it's great. Yeah, I might do them often then. Do Go it. for it. That's, <laughs> that's what people like yeah. to see. People like to see stuff like that. It's yeah. yeah. So sorry. The, the, yeah. Sorry. The Hartlepool. Segway there. Yeah. We, yeah. We, so, we, we do this so, a lot, Richard. There's no. There's no yeah. structure to what yeah, we no. do. Oh, free flowing. No. So yeah. So then. Um, obviously, they were saying, "Well, we're giving you an extra year," which is why this is that. And I was like, "Well, no, it doesn't. The, the deal doesn't like sort of match up for me." Um, and then so I said, "Well, listen, I'll come on loan till the end of the season." And you know, then you can have a look at me if you want to. I'll, I'll earn my contract for for the year after. Uh, they said no, which is fine. So I said, "Okay, well, give me a deal to the end of the season." Because uh, to be fair, Bradford were good in the sense that they said they'd give me the difference in wages till the end of the season. That was old. Um, <clears throat> so I said, "Well, give me to the end of the season. Then I'm not missing out. You're not missing out, and giving me a longer contract." And he said, "No." Uh, we only want to give you 18 months. And I said, well, I'm not in a position to, I didn't want to commit to 18 months and something that I didn't think was one, financially doable and two, physically doable in travelling up there and mm-hmm. giving, being ready to perform day in, day out because it was it was a, been a big, big ask. And was that, a, as well as it being a perm, we didn't, we didn't know it was a perm. We, we originally thought it was a loan. Um, we, but to be fair, it was never mentioned. I think we just kind of assumed, but... Was it when you're looking at someone like that and when they're coming and they're making that offer to you, do they at that point when they first come in, do they tell you what your role is going to be? So Hartlepool, for example, did they tell you, obviously when you signed for Rochdale, you knew you were going to be... You're looking like, is it like football manager? No, 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 no. Have you got to when, sell you, on when you lay down the contract, you, go, you <laughs> no, are no, no. a key player. No, 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 Grant, come on. We've been serious. What I mean is, do they tell you that you're going to be a first choice before you... Like, yeah, how, so... how far into those conversations? And was that the same with Hartlepool? Were you going to be their first choice for what they'd said? Yeah, for, obviously from what they said, yes. Um, otherwise, I don't think the call would have happened because it mm-hmm. would have been a pointless one because I wouldn't have gone there to not yeah. play. And it, you know, Lee knew that, Lee Turnbull knew that, and my agent knew that, everyone knew that. So that was never going to be a, a move where I would have gone to happily sit on the bench and not do anything. Um, so, yeah, how that was that? sort of... When, you, when you were at Bradford how, last season, how, how do you find yeah. sitting on the bench? Like, how frustrating is it? <sighs> Horrendous. I'll go back to what you said about my clubs and stuff, to be fair. So a lot of them clubs on my sort of Wikipedia or whatever you, you go on, were loans when I was younger at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. I think there's probably, I don't know, eight eight and nine permanent clubs. But me, me as a, a player, I've always wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So if I've, if I've gone to, I'll give you an example, Wigan. I went to Wigan, signed three years at Wigan, played for the first 15 games or so, and then I didn't play till sort of Christmas, January is coming up. I had a chance to move and I wanted to go and play. Simple as that. Like I'm not again. I'm, I'm not financially orientated. Obviously, finances come into it. I'm not stupid. I'm not sitting here and say I'm not bothered about money because everyone's bothered about money. But I'm not. Yeah. Sort of, I'm more motivated in my, in my career to have played games. I want my kids to see me play football. I don't want to see me like it was horrible the end of last season. To be fair, like Archie was coming to games. Obviously, you know, obviously I had to come in and 
seeing on the Ben Yard, she was coming to games and like not seeing me play, and it, it was horrible to be fair. It wasn't the same, and no. I don't want. I want my. I want my. I want to look back on my career and to have played as many games as I possibly can uh, at the highest level I possibly can, and that's been my sort of philosophy through all my career, and that's probably why this moves in moves in my career that I wouldn't necessarily have had to make. I've had clubs where I didn't have to move. I wasn't ever forced out. Something's come up and I'm like, yeah, I want to go. Um, yeah. I think the sort of character I am, I don't think managers are sort of quick to say, Rich, I want you out of the building because um, yeah. I'm not that dickhead in the dressing room. Sorry for language, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not that sort of person. So That's the nicest word that's uh, been used tonight. I won't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... That's evident that you're not that guy in the dressing room at all. Obviously, kind of coming back full circle, you're the first person that's that's partnered up as a player with her game too. From everything that I've heard, always been positive about you. From everyone that mm -hmm. I've spoke to as a supporter of any club that you've been at, has always said, if anyone's going to partner up with any sort of charity, do any charitable work with the club, it's always yourself. Yeah, that that man that is the player that's going to do it, and then it comes back as well. I'm, it doesn't just run through you, it runs through your family, obviously, your son as well, done the 100k. No, yeah, so he, he did do that. He did do the, so a couple oh, of years, well, what was that? Well, that'll be, that was just after COVID. Archie did, so he was six at the time. So, yeah, two, just coming up to three years ago, he did uh, 100k on his, he just learned to ride his bike with no stabilizers. He did 100k of cycling in May to raise money for the Derby River Foundation. So yeah, he, earned, yeah. he, he, earned, he raised um, just over five grand for that. And then the more recent one that he's done was um, for my best mate's little boy, Rio, who mm -hmm. has obviously, well, you'll, you'll hopefully, yeah, we've, we've story yeah, because we, saw, we yeah. want it to be out there uh, with, with his cancer that he's got, a very rare form of cancer. So he, I was in Scotland at the time. And then Laura, my wife, rang me and said, Archie wants to do some sort of charity stuff for, for Rio. And I was like, Right, okay, what's he thinking he wants to do? And he said he wants to run 3K a day in uh, July, weren't it? In July. And I'm thinking, it's going to be tough for him now. Because he's not, like, he plays football and everything, but he's not a, he's not a runner. And uh, I thought, well, that's going to be tough. And um, But he did it. He was brilliant, to be fair. He was, uh, and you know what? It was, I'm so like proud of him for doing that and sort of like mm -hmm. thankful for him because it's, Tommy's my best mate and he was doing that for my best mate and his little boy without anyone yeah. saying anything, without any sort of prompts. He was like, right, I want to do this. And that, more than anything, obviously probably even more proud pride. I was just so thankful that he's gone and he raised like seven, just over seven grand for, for Tommy and his little boy. So it was, uh, wow, yeah, it was uh, some some going for him to be fair. So very proud. And how, and how old is he? He's nine on Saturday. He's actually mascot for our game on Saturday as well for his birthday. Oh, really? Amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Can, can, that. I just, can I just say, Grant, have you ever been made to feel more unfit by a nine-year-old? in this moment right now because I am when you said 3K a day, I'm sat there thinking yeah. I couldn't I, I'd probably have got tired driving 3K a day, just I'd have given up after it. Like no. I am not motivated i don't know how i do what i do when i do it because i i i'm out of breath going up and down the stairs sometimes and then 
like I, I do other things and people are like how do you do I, was like, I have no idea but no that's incredible like absolutely incredible. Yeah, no, he's, he's he had listen incredible. he had days he really struggled and i'll be honest i struggled because i was going through pre-season and obviously i had to go with him i was like oh yeah i'll get back get back <laughs> at like five o'clock or whatever and i'm like oh no i've got to go and run now again goalkeepers <laughs> running in pre-season uh, yeah well we all know you guys don't do well in the bleep test yeah, yeah, no richard you should have had Derek no, adams there you'd have been yeah. an expert at just running yeah just constant yeah. all day every day oh, <laughs> but you know as long as we've got guys like you in the game things like mm-hmm. hard game two things like rainbow laces will always always succeed i think yeah. and that this is yeah. where when you signed for rochdale the first thing that people did, obviously, they knew that I was a Bradford fan. So we got a lot of tweets saying from Rochdale fans, what's Richard O'Donnell like? What, what, what's he going to be like? And the one thing that I said, I said, you've got a goalkeeper. You've got a, num- you've got a number one there. But what you're also going to get is somebody that's going to bridge a gap between your club and the fans. Yeah. Because that's what you... And you did it at Bradford. You did it at Bradford for the whole time you were there. You were that person where if something wasn't going right off the field or there was something that needed to be done off the field to to maybe men, fix some fix some wounds, anything like that, you were the one that they went to. You were the guy that they knew they could rely on to do that. And I think, like you say, that's why no manager's ever felt like they need to force you out because even if you're not playing for whatever reason, you're, you're still adding so much to those around you. And I think if you're doing that, Alex Bass would have struggled, I think, with the crowd because we didn't have a great season last season. And I think without someone like yourself there to just basically go, look, this is this is how it is. You know, he's a young guy. He's not really experienced it that, at that point. He, he, I think he'd have really struggled without someone like you alongside him. And I think that's a, that's a credit to you. And like you say, Grant says it's passed on to your son. And um, I mean, to be fair, your daughter can run as well because she ran after me. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Oh, God. Uh, I, just, I would just, I would yeah. laid out of breath, winded. She's like, get up. Traumatized. Get up. Yeah, get up. Let's go again. I'm like, right, okay, let's go again. 10 yards. Oh, again. What's it, Charlie, what does it mean to yourselves and to you to have someone like Richard on board with her game too? Oh, honestly, it's absolutely amazing because obviously um, we are, we are trying to, I don't want to say change it because obviously you can't change everyone's views, but you you want to try and make it so it's a norm kind of thing. So people automatically think I'm trying to, and us as a campaigner trying to influence other women, but it's not. It's like when you've got people like Richard and hopefully other people who I'm hoping will join as players. I remember it's like I've got a little boy as well and he looks up to footballers and just for young boys as well to see obviously their favorite footballer and their role model supporting such a big campaign it's just it's amazing because I just feel like as a youngster I never really had that so hopefully we are changing it for the better and we are making it a better place with not only us but obviously like people like Richard who are well known in the game I just think it's amazing I really do yeah I think we need to as a as a whole, we need to kind of move away from Grant mentioned those comments earlier, like that it's a man's game. That mentality has gotta it's gotta die out because I mean, with all due respect to like the England men's team, the women's team have done it first. So it's kind of like <laughs> it's if it, it it's gone away from being the men's game. If anything, it's the women's game at the minute. It's, 
It's really it's, funny, though, because there is some people who genuinely think that we are trying to take over, and that's not the case at all. <laughs> like, I've had tweets where it's been, like, me just saying something, and they're being like, oh, what are you doing? Another woman again? What? <laughs> Shut up and stuff. And it's like, no, I'm not trying to take over. I just want to have my say. And you want to be involved. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I put a tweet the other day. I think it was just about, obviously, obviously Jim Bentley coming in. And um, it was just my opinion. I was like, I didn't expect Jim Bentley to come in. Obviously, there was other choices ahead. I said he wasn't obviously my first choice because I weren't really sure of him kind of thing. But I'll support him. I'm really Don't tell happy. him that, Richard. Do not tell him that. No. Um, <laughs> no, it was he's got to go to the ground on yeah. Saturday. and I, <laughs> Charlotte's going to get a ban through the post on Friday. Don't let him watch it. <laughs> obviously you see on social media like other people linked he wasn't really linked he wasn't a favorite so you automatically get people saying oh such body's going to be our manager and stuff so i put obviously put a tweet and was like oh i'm really excited for this um i didn't think obviously become our manager blah blah, blah and just had my opinion someone said exactly the same as me another dale fan who was a male but i got targeted off late and orient fans some late and Orient fan in general just coming at me, and I was like, "Don't, don't <laughs> listen. You don't need to worry about late and Orient fans. You don't need to worry about it. It's they—they they allow university students to live in their ground and watch out of the window. They've, they've got nowhere to talk. Just, just tell them. Just." Just tell them. Um, I don't know. I don't. I know we beat them, but I can't remember who we played. I'm, I'm going back years, Richard. By the way, I'm talking like 2007 when I last went to late and Orient, but. I've got. I'll George. I'll message you an insult, and we'll do it. We'll go after him. But that's what we've kind of done as well, haven't we? So, like within this WhatsApp group, which we've we brought Charlotte, in and we've got obviously the other her her game two girls like in there, and basically said if you get any any shit at all, just post a link in here. But we've got a group of like eighty odd people, mainly guys. I'd say probably. 75 of them are guys all who will just jump to your defense and just go, no and that's what we need and it's it's not just the her game two stuff it's been about we had guys making comments about the bradford fire which we don't you know there's certain things you do and there's certain things you don't do and there's yeah. lines and and everyone with any common sense knows what you do and don't do but everybody jumped on it and we're trying to build a community which you're kind of trying to do as well. But I think now that we've sort of come with you, we're, we're, we're kind of bringing them together and it's, it's, it's looking good. And you guys obviously feel comfortable to be in with what we're doing as well. So it's nice. This has been fun. And this has been nice, Grant. We haven't had to talk about Hello. anything negative. Um, Hello. Can we, can we end on a negative? Have we got a negative to talk about? Um, I mean, Hallam Hope's not really a positive, but, um, <laughs> That's true. But, That's true. But, no, but what I mean is we haven't talked about usually we, we have to Grant has to go on a bit of a rant about what's happened at Hartlepool over the weekend, which he's not had to do. We haven't even spoken about it. <laughs> Did I um, the sex or sex now? Yeah. Um but Grant No, don't do don't don't. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. Don't no, don't make me run. Grant, I promise I'm not gonna um well I might do. No, no. Um, so, right, Richard, this is my last question to you because I'm not going to keep keep you for, for too long because I know you've got kids and things like that. But for, for when it comes to moving clubs, when when do you know? So you knew your contract was coming up at Bradford. When do you start to put the feelers out? And when do, 
when do you kind of know where you're going to be? Like for Rochdale, when was it when you could basically say, I'm going to be a Rochdale player next season? When were you confident of that? Uh, well, I was in a position last season where obviously I wasn't playing from sort of, I don't know, December, Christmas time, where it was onwards. Um, so I sort of, I'm not stupid, sort of read between the lines. So sort of a bit of groundwork went in from, from January onwards, really, to the end of the season. Um, Adrian was doing his job from, again, January all the way through to the end of the season. So we had a little bit of a, I say head start. It's not a great position to be in, but a head start as such to sort of try and get, get ahead of the ahead of the game because there's a lot of people out of contracts, a lot of people looking for clubs. So we sort of, I sort of knew my time at Bradford was coming to an end early on uh, without actually being told. So um, in terms of the Rochdale deal, um, it was very soon after the season, really. I, I sort of had contact with Robbie, met Robbie. I think it was literally straight after the season finished. It might have been just before the season finished. Can't remember. It was either the week before or the week after the season finished. I, I met Robbie. Um, no, it was week after. Week after, yeah. So the Monday after it was. And uh, pretty much from that conversation I had with him, how he sort of sold everything, what he wanted from me, sewered what I wanted and what I felt I could give. Um, and it was literally that that quick. Again, the deal wasn't a particularly difficult deal to do. Uh, I sort of knew roughly where we were going to be at in terms of finances. They knew where, where I was at. They, I knew where they were at. And it was very quickly done, really, um, which was nice, actually, because it, it was nice to sit back and enjoy a bit of family time, enjoy the, the kids, uh, obviously me being off and the kids had a bit of time off school before the summer holidays and, and just being able to sort of relax a little bit and mentally yeah. take that that reset because there's been some, I've not I've been lucky, I've not had many summers like that where I've been well, out of contract and sort of having that mental strain of trying to find a club and this, that and the other. But again, Luckily, it was done quite early. Um, so, yeah, happy days. And I don't That's regret good. Any, I, anything I, of it. I mean, I've, I mean, I'm loving it, to be fair. I know like, where we are, where we are, but I'm absolutely loving it. It's, it's seven uh, games, though, isn't it? It's seven games. Yeah. You, you, you know, you've got a long, long way to go. Um, yeah. It always makes me wonder that, like what you've just said there about getting settled and, and having things lined up, because you, you see players that are perfectly capable and it sometimes goes quite late. Callum Cook was one, for example. Obviously, he ended up yeah. with you guys, Grant, but that was a yeah. late deal. And yeah. everyone was, you know, from a Bradford perspective, I'd say the majority of the fans were, why, why have we released Callum Cook? And then to see him take so long to settle down or to find a, not to find a club, because I'm guessing he had op options and and uh, just ended up Deciding on Hartlepool because of he couldn't reason. sign anywhere because he had his hair transplant in the summer and he, he couldn't go and show anyone. No way did that happen. Oh, do you not know that? No, because you can't tell when he had a, he had his cap on when he signed and that. Oh, well, I'm not yeah, that didn't one. even that didn't even click with me. Oh, I thought, I thought that was like sort of common knowledge. Sorry, Callum. 
<laughs> well, put it this way, at least it's not Levi's son with a toilet brush, Richard. No, well, I'm glad that's, that's out there. My conscience is clear because uh, Levi wasn't angry with me for pushing. No, Levi found uh, we 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 had a chat with Levi at Bradford Park yeah, Avenue oh, in God. pre-season, and he, he just went a dare's a dare. And like, I've never yeah, seen anyone. It's very true. So, so, but it wasn't a dip, it wasn't it. like it was just a random dare. Like you could say. <laughs> You could say to me now, go and do something. If it was so stupid, I was like, yeah, do one. And he was just like, yeah, yeah all right. Like, we, we, oh. I think we, we actually got him a toilet brush that at some point this season we're going to give him. Yeah, um, that'd be nice. We're going to give him a, a toilet brush. Understand. No, it doesn't have to be. He's not bothered, apparently. Um... <laughs> well, Grant. But yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about that, Callum. But yeah, he had, a, he had a hair transplant. I don't know if that was actually the reason, by the way. I'm just saying he... Uh, That's incredible. I don't, to be fair, I'm not I've, seeing I've what he looks like. I have well, I've not noticed it, but I'm gonna be watching Hartlepool's games now. To be fair, it should have it should have grown back by now, I would imagine, to a reasonable Yeah. We had it done literally the week after the season. It's wearing a cap as well. If Grant's got the photo up. Oh, that's pretty incredible. I'm, I texted him when he signed. I was like, oh, I can't believe you your barn it and that. Because to be fair, by then it would still be like red and that probably, wouldn't it? So he uh yeah, he has he has a cap on him, yeah. How wow. do you find out where he went for it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the back of my head. Yeah, but Grant, the issue is that they have to take the hair from somewhere on your head and bring it forward. You've just got no they'll be pulling beard hairs the, out. I take from the beard and put it on the head. <laughs> oh dear. Well look, guys, we've 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 taken I think I'm going to say too much of your time because you know we 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 do do that a lot. Um, but this has been incredible, and I hope that the you know the her game two stuff, especially this Saturday as well, with the, it being the, oh, the, the, the game specifically for that. I really hope it's a success. We're we're going to try and, and we're going to put this out there. We want a list of any League Two clubs you don't have an advocate at because we want to try and help that and, and try and get that over. I said to you earlier, Charlotte, that I've reached out to certain clubs and certain people in clubs to try and get more people involved within the game because like I said we didn't know that there were no one no professional footballers had actually come out to be advocates so let's let's keep pushing it and we'll get there and we're going to partner two at some stage so we can keep that oh I hate this mirrored thing no, that logo no it's not that, no, see you, you, you as well it's awful, yeah, but I, point, I point that way where it is on yeah. my camera but it's, <laughs> it's the opposite so it's there it's on mine way. yeah it's there on there mine um, yeah, yeah, that 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 we're gonna we're gonna keep that logo and we're gonna const- constantly mention it. We're gonna try and get you guys as many places as we can. Send us badges, all sorts of things. I've got yeah. loads of badges. I actually spoke to Richard um, a few weeks ago and said I've got loads of ba- badges for the team to wear. But I will send you some. Well, yes. yeah, I have a, I have a request. Yeah. I, I, have a, <laughs> I have a request. You want to book you... it? Up? No, I don't want to book it. I've got four bucket hats right now. Two of them are Swindon. Um, Richard, I got, I got, right. No, but right, I got two Swindon bucket hats to wear specifically. I can't say what I was going to be doing when I wear it, but when Bradford play Swindon, I was going to have the opportunity to be quite close to Harry McCurdy and I was going to wear the Swindon bucket hat just nice. to be a bit of a dick. But now he's gone to Scotland and I've not got. <laughs> got, yeah, now I don't have. I've got two Swindon bucket hats. That I don't need. Oh, I'm going to wear them anyway. Um, but no, I actually want if you can get hold of because I know you sell them on your website, but I need to look at what it's going to actually cost, Charlotte. You know? 
we're not made of it. We're not made of it. Um, unless I can pull my sponsors and we'll see if we can get them, Grant. We can make we can make a request. <laughs> Choking it. I need a 4XL. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's fine, skinny <laughs> specimen there. Does not need a 4XL. But I, I want a 4XL to, to wear for a certain, another thing, but I'll talk to you that off here. We'll do ah, that later. Right. Um, if we can do it. But I've got to get clearance first because, you know, if, if there's one thing that that club don't like, it's me. Um, <laughs> so, Grant, Richard, Charlotte, thank you very much for coming on. I'm going to let Grant do his... Oh, come here again. I'm going to let Grant do his normal walkout. You can listen to this. This is atrocious. Grant, it's awful. It is, out. it is really, really bad, guys. Everyone... <laughs> Ladies, gents, thank you very much for listening once again. I think everyone will agree it's been a fantastic episode, as always. I'm Charlotte, Richard, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure having you guys. Um, we hope it's not the last time um, that we have you guys on. You should come back at any point in time. Everyone, give us a follow on all of our socials. Um, Facebook, Twitter, retweet us, like us, comment your friends, do whatever the hell you want. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Give us a rating, make it five stars, comment whatever the fuck you want. We genuinely don't care what you comment on it, as long Grant, as you rate it five stars. Grant, we've what? done the full episode without the F word. And you've just ruined without the C word. We did, yeah, I was I nearly texted you that earlier. Grant has a Scottish mouth, and that's <laughs> yeah. Comment whatever the hell you want. Call yeah. me whatever. Call Liam whatever. Just, Don't just... call Richard it because we'll find you. Yeah, right. <laughs> and as he said, he do not care. So you'd be wasting your breath. It's true. Yeah. But it's been an absolute pleasure once again. Thank you very much to the sponsors, Wagme United, for everything that you guys do. Everyone, we have been the Lower League. Look. We have... <laughs>